Hey man, welcome back to another episode of All 22. Um, Fred Curtis here, co-host along with uh, Kelly Dossie. We're just going to dive right in today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about signing day in college football um, and then preview the weekend of NFL games. I'm going to try to get to a few more than we've been able to uh, the past few weeks. So um, Kelly, man, we might as well just dive into signing day, which caveat, I never, you know, I think we're both like this, you know, the our lives and moves don't hinge on the decisions that 17 and 18 year old kids make um, as some people do, which is a little bit crazy, but I do think yeah. when you're talking college football, it is totally fine to discuss recruiting classes as a whole kids and their outlook programs and their outlook, so on and so forth. So if you are in your feelings about the decision an 18 year old made past you couple days, up. you got to grow <laughs> up, you know, you got some issues you need to address. Um, but I do collectively, if you're like, oh, okay, you know, we got the 30th class and you direct that venom at a coach. And I think that's fine, but let the kids be kids. Anyway, you had an interesting tidbit, Kelly, that I was not aware of previously. What's going on with these signing classes? So let's look at, um, so you have like, I use 24 seven sports, um, the composite because it takes, uh, rivals 24 seven sports and ESPN. It's a composite score. They, they, they score all three. 24-7 sports has its own, but a 24-7 sports composite blends all three. So if you look at the 2021 class, it's no surprise. Uh, the last few years, it's, it's been a battle between Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. And Ohio State will be two or three. Uh, so this year you have Alabama, one, Ohio State, two, um, UGA, three, LSU, four, Clemson, five. And then I'll throw in Oregon right there at six. Um, now, this is the early signing period. I think the first year was 2018. Mm-hmm. I like this just because, like, like you said, it's 17, 18-year-old kids, man. Some of these some of these young men want to make their decision decisions, or they've made it. Let's say, let's bring up Trevor Lawrence. He knew he was going to Clemson his sophomore year. Yeah. So, obviously, you can't sign into your senior year, but a lot of these kids just want to get it over with, man. They don't want to drag on the recruiting process some kids they like the attention so they drag it on and that's fine either way but i'm glad they give an option for these kids to sign early um so yeah so the point um that i wanted to bring up um i i saw this on twitter so this is for the uh you and i both agree that the playoff college football playoff should be four teams and it should remain four teams yes all right now whether you agree or disagree with the committee by what teams they put in that's a completely different story Mm. but every year you know probably let's see like we discussed ohio state that year they won national championship they shouldn't have been number four but they got in they got hot and they won so but typically the best team wins (laughs) Mm. typically the best team um it's not that team was better that night. The best team typically wins mm-hmm. the national championship. All right. Unless you're UCF. All right. So, <laughs> uh, but the point I want to bring up, so those six teams I just named Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia, LSU, Clemson, Oregon, they all have something in common, not just the recruiting class. Those are the only six teams that have ever won a college football playoff game. Mm-hmm. Only six teams. All right. Now you had some that that that's been in it. Um, OU has been in there a few times. You know, you had Notre Dame, you had Washington. Um, so a few other teams have been in it. They've gotten to the dance, 
but only those six teams have won. And that shows you um, why, why should we as fan to eight or 16 or even 12 um, when the same teams are going to win? The same teams are going to win. And this is not even biased because I'm not a, I mean, I like watching football. I want to say I'm a, I'm a fan fan of these uh, teams. I'm a Seminole fan, as you already know. So I have no, I have no fight in it. But if if the same teams are going to win, why should Alabama have to play Coastal Carolina in round one, mm. or you know Ohio State or UGA have to play, you know I don't know um, Louisiana. Granted, it might be a good game, but right. we know who the winners going to be. Right. <laughs> we know who to, and ultimately. We want to see the best games. I don't want to see blowouts. Right. Typically, history has shown us one against four has been a blowout. Mm-hmm. All right. So no matter if it's Florida, Texas A&M, uh, Ohio State, whether it's Cincinnati, Iowa State, whoever's at four is likely going to get beat by at least two touchdowns by Alabama. So, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting that those top six teams and right now, Oregon is the only one without a four-star. I mean, I'm sorry, a five-star. Um, they have 16 four-stars, but Clemson, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama, at least all, all of them have at least two five-star signees in this recruiting class. So you can say, you know, the notion that, you know, the recruits don't matter, recruiting rankings don't matter. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Now, <laughs> you still have to develop those players. Right. Uh, like with Alabama, they're, they're receiving – they're receiver factory lately. You know, they're getting these four and five star guys, but the coach who's coaching them and the OC who's calling the plays and the quarterback who's getting them to uh, getting them the ball, mm-hmm. it still has to all work together. All right. You can't tell me, yes, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, um, you know, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, um, Devontae Smith, all of those guys were pretty good when they stepped on campus. Mm-hmm. But they're being coached by the guys who's making that money. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting, man. What what you think? I mean, the rich get richer. And, yep. you know, I mean, it, there is a lot of talk about the same teams winning over and over again and being competitive in college football. It's no different. What, I mean, that's what, what college football has always, always been. I mean, if we had to play off in the 90s, you would have continuously had who? Florida State, Florida Miami. State. You know, USC. You would have had all three Florida teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, you could have had all three Florida yes, teams in the top yeah. four, and they were all in different conferences at that time too. They would have exactly. made the playoff continuously yep. every year, and then you throw in your UCLA or your USC or Michigan or whoever. Yeah, I mean, so that's just the nature of college football. It's probably only going to get worse until the money in college football gets under control, and people are like, "Oh, that's never going to happen." That will happen eventually. Um, like. America's going to come to his senses and realize we shouldn't be spending hundreds of millions of dollars every year on football. But you know, uh, I forgot about. I, I think it's next year, or the year after, players are going to be able to get play, paid for their likeness, mm-hmm. especially in Florida. So you think? Uh, I'm thinking about Miami. You're in Coral Gables, as you're not in the actual city, <laughs> but places like that, you know, they have. Florida's already. Um, they already said they were going to do it. That state is going to do it. So Florida, the state of Florida is going to have the advantage over a lot of other states who are not deciding to pass this rule. So yeah, that's going to be, 
that's going to be a big advantage. And that's just pouring in more money. So this kid is going to go to, you know, Miami, Florida State, or, you know, the, the state of Texas decide to do it. They're going to go to UT just because, hey, I can make money while I'm going to school and yep. get drafted in the first round. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't beat it. California is definitely going to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting. I mean, the landscape of college football is going to change drastically this decade as something, I think, you know, something always causes the landscape of college sports to change drastically. I think every decade and it'll, it'll come soon enough. I think the biggest thing that is uh, worth a highlight for me in the rankings is I mentioned the rich get richer, but the teams who end up winning college football championships, which is one of the reasons why I think Notre Dame will be able to compete with Alabama is in the trenches and 247 yep. sports eight out of the 10 guys in the top 10 um, play in the trenches. Um, yep. Those guys are all going to Alabama, Ohio state or Georgia. Um, so, <laughs> yep. I mean, you got the double one recruiting nation, Corey Freeman speaking between USC and LSU. He's a Southern California guy. So we'll see, but it's kind of different. Yeah. yeah but I mean, that's the difference. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Oregon to an extent, they're doing better. They got Kayvon Thibodeau a couple of years ago. Um, if you don't recruit elite guys on the offensive and defensive line, you can't win. We've seen that with Oklahoma. Right? If you've We've got excellence it, at quarterback and at skill positions, you can win your conference if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten. Um, but you're not going to be able to get over the hump if you don't have elite guys on the offensive and defensive line. Wisconsin is like separate, right? They always have elite guys on the offensive line, but they don't, they don't have, have skill guys, right? <laughs> right. I, I um, think I, if they if they can somehow get a you know four or five star dynamic quarterback one year, oh. he can make up for those you know the lack of offensive skill weapons. But those guys are come. Yeah, those guys are come. They just need to get that guy. They just but, need oh, one. Until then, they're not going to win the Big Ten. They just need one. And that's and maybe the changes that are forthcoming. Like, if I were a kid, I might decide to go to a Wisconsin instead of Ohio State. I'm the big guy on campus. I'm going to be a bigger star there. Probably going to be able to make more money. Right? I mean, you had your face plastered all over Madison and Milwaukee. Like, that might be better yeah. than going to Columbus, you know? So yeah. we'll see. But that's the – I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, right? You got, you got teams up here. And what I thought – was hilarious because the rankings after you get past the top six, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Clemson, Oregon, you got your Oklahoma, Florida, Notre Dame, Miami is at number 10. When are we going to stop hyping up Miami? Uh, and I try. <laughs> Maybe not the I right try. person to ask that question. I don't want to sound like a hater because <laughs> I do, I do hate Miami because I'm a Florida State fan. But when I say things like, oh, I stop saying the Miami is back thing. And granted, they got De'Aaron King, and that was the best thing for their program this year. Yeah. He alone won them, you know, or made that turnaround for them because their quarterback situation has been awful. And, man, all of those games, all of those games that he won, you know, you go back to last year or the past 10, 20, whatever odd years, and they lose some of those, a lot of those games because they don't have that dynamic person at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you go against North Carolina, Derrick King doesn't play defense. You get ran for over 500 <laughs> yards. You go against Clemson, you get, you know, demolished. Just not but there. <laughs> it's not there. But you're going to beat your Pittsburghs, you know, your, your Boston Colleges and um, NC States because you have that dynamic quarterback. And you have some good weapons outside of him. Now, when they were on their – 
the beginning of the turnover chain and things like that, oh I always thought, you know, because I watched the games. <laughs> <laughs> One, they're in the weakest division in Power Five. Oh, for sure. The weakest division. The ACC Coastal is the weak, the weakest division in the Power Five Conference. Trash. So, <laughs> I I want them to do away with divisions and just the top two go to the conference game, but whatever. In all in all conferences. But makes too much. Um, sense. so yeah, so you, you're in the weaker division, um, and you're getting these guys in, you're getting all these turnovers against a weak division, plus your first three games are against Bethune Cookman, Fam U, and West Georgia. <laughs> so you're you're playing three cupcakes, plus you're playing the cupcake division. So of course you're gonna be getting turnovers and things like that. But when you play against some big boys, you can't hide deficiencies. Can you win without turning without forcing turnovers? Yeah. So they haven't been able since many Diaz has been a DC, they haven't been able to win games when they don't force turnovers. Is that a part of football? Yes, I know that. But if you have Let's say a Notre Dame who's just going to run the ball until you can stop it, or mm-hmm. North Carolina who's going to run the ball until you can stop it. If you don't force a turnover, then you're not going to be in that game. Yeah, no shot. So, yeah, man, stop hyping up Miami. Now, will they? I don't think they will ever be the Miami that we know, like you and I know. <laughs> I don't think they're, I don't, I just don't, I don't want to say ever, but I don't see it anytime soon. I mean, I, I think we got to let go of some of this nostalgia from some of these programs. I think Miami included. Everybody talks about, oh, Miami. I mean, it's it's in Coral Gables. It's not in Miami. Now, South Florida yeah. is nice, but it's a private school the, too. So it's and I didn't I didn't know that till a couple years back. Um, so, uh, I, I, I was talking to a coach, and he and I were talking about Florida State and Miami. He's a Miami fan. He's from South Florida. And he was saying Florida State is a better job hmm. just because, my, like you said, Miami is a private school and it's in Coral Gables. Those guys are from Miami. They're from Liberty City, Carroll City, Little Haiti. Those, those recruits they're getting from Dade, they're yeah. from there. Yeah, They're not from Coral Gables. Right. So when you say the crib, they're not even staying in the crib. So I'm... I, I, I'm thinking that those kids are thinking the same way that, you know, I'm, I can go to Miami. That's still not home. Right. So let me go to Florida, Florida state, you know, let me go to Georgia, LSU, Alabama for one, because my situation at home, I need to get away. Exactly. A lot of them think that way. So private school, you're off campus, core Gables, you know, you have 20,000 people in, in the stands of a, a 80,000 seat stadium. Man. <laughs> so yeah it, it, it's yeah it has its disadvantages and and they don't ever they're not the administration is not that concerned about football it's not and you can tell yeah and they don't hide it, it. <laughs> they're relying on nostalgia and the quote-unquote culture in the past for that program to just i guess get back to the old days by itself just off name alone yeah, you can't do that in college football. No, that's what Florida State messed up, <laughs> and, and that's why Miami is never going to be a superior job because what they did in the '80s, '90s, early 2000s was very much so like coach and culture sort of based and built. I mean, you know, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson, um, yeah, Butch Davis. Uh, you know, they 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 were 
I think at least at the time, elite college coaches, Dennis Erickson and Jimmy Johnson were definitely elite college coaches. But yeah, Miami's not a good job. Miami's not going to get the same. I would actually argue if Nick Saban were coaching Miami, they would be elite and they would compete for national titles. He's not winning five national titles at Miami because the Saban, his obsessiveness and the process with Alabama and the administrative and financial support, that was like the most perfect of perfect storms. Now, He could do what he did at Ohio State too, at Clemson, even probably imagine, even at Nebraska. Could be, you imagine know, if he was at Texas A and M or UT with all that money. <laughs> no one else would ever have a shot. No one else, though. Like ever, you know. Like there's certain programs he could go to, but you know, even at Miami, the the institutional support just isn't there, and their administration is not concerned about that. They're like, we're an exceptional educational you know, school, which they are. Miami is a fantastic place to get an education. Um, they turn out doctors and everybody and, you know, engineers, they're just not worried about being great at football or basketball. They don't really care. And so, you know, what they've been able to do has been real culture-based, but I don't see Miami, um, you know, bouncing back to that level. Although I will admit college football is better when Miami is good. Um, just like it's better when Notre Dame is good. I love that Notre Dame is good this year. I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but it's better when some of these programs are, elite I just and when I say don't ever right like every 10 years it's like Iowa right Kirk Ferentz is going to turn out seven or eight win seasons they're always going to go to a bowl once or twice in a decade you're going to get him gonna 10 be, wins he's going to 10 <laughs> and once in a decade he'll go 12 and 0 and lose to Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan in the big big title game and that's just what you're going to get from Kirk Ferentz and you know what I love about Iowa Iowa knows who they are they they don't go out here and fire Kurt Ferentz after two seven and five seasons in a row because they know, oh, Kurt just gave us seven wins. All right, he's overdue for a 10-win season, and he delivers. I would know who and what they are. They stick to it. They don't go out here firing their great head coach because we want to be, you know, Alabama in the middle of nowhere. They're not Ohio State. They're, no. not, even Mich- and they're not even Michigan. Like, historically, Michigan gives you nine wins, you know, Iowa gives you nine wins every two or three years. Every two or three. They're typically seven or eight. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to know who you are. Got to know that, who you are. I love that they recognize that. I will always get respect from me from that. Um, any closing thoughts on signing day? I mean, I think we're already seeing what the top six will look like two years from now. College football playoff rankings. but Yeah, pretty much, man. And if you're looking at, oh, the Nets – at least the next five, because these recruiting classes, if you can reel off, let's say two or three straight top 10 recruiting classes, you're in pretty good shape, man. Yeah. As long as you got a viable head coach. Obviously. Yeah. And those top six teams have pretty good head coaches. And if you go to top 10, you know, with an exception of the jury still out on Miami, obviously, but pretty, pretty good coaches. All right. And then those same top, 10 schools, if you look at the AP college football rankings or whatever rankings, you're going to see those same teams in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So it's no coincidence, man. There's no coincidence. Now, the you only see, ex- sorry, yeah, I was, I was going to say, like your old miss from a few years ago with Hugh Freeze, granted, <laughs> I don't know how he got him. Old, That's not my cash in the bag, <laughs> but you saw him real off, like you know, a few top 10 recruiting classes, and it paid off on they the field. Top 10 team. It was a top 10 team. So yeah. if you if you get somebody, you know, 
not not like a it, it's going to be like SEC, ACC, Big Ten, like one of these Power Five conferences. If they just somehow get a new head coach, the message is out. They 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 hire good recruiters and they get on the trail and reel in a few top ten recruiting classes. You're going to see that transition on the field. Yeah, because play ultimately players win games. Without, <laughs> players win games. Yep. Um, coaches got to develop the players, but ultimately the players got to win those games. And now, and this brings up another point, and we'll have all offseason to talk about this. And 2021 season will certainly be full fledged. They'll, you know, everything spring ball, 12 games. It's put up or shut up for both Texas AM and Texas next year, I think, for that very reason. And I understand sure. why Texas boosters are anxious because Tom Herman has turned in three straight top 10 recruiting classes. Now, not this year. Last year, they were eight. The year before that, I think they were as high as four or six. I'll double check that. But somehow that's not translating on the field when it's translating for everyone else. Having top six, seven, top 10 classes is translating for everyone, maybe except you get you get moments where Tennessee is up there. You know, where yeah, yeah. you know, some other schools who, you know, Miami, for example. But for the most part, if you're turning out top 10 classes, you need to consistently end the season in the top 10 of the rankings. And that hasn't happened for Texas. The other person, the other school, you know, what Jimbo's doing this year is great. You got to be Alabama next year, bro. You got <laughs> like you got you gotta be Alabama. Uh he, he got, I want to, I want to say lucky, but LSU and Auburn were down this year. He got lucky. <laughs> they, they, both teams were down this year. His first two years, he couldn't beat these teams. Oh, you know, you, you we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. He beat Florida. Um, they, they're trying to run the clock out. The guy fumbles and they come back. That could very well be two losses and not even in the discussion to make the top four. Yeah, you got Tennessee this week, but you should beat them. Um, oh, but yeah, tough. man, he, he, next year, next year he has, you know, if he has like 11 and one season and his only loss is against Alabama, that's different. Yeah. But a full SEC or a full schedule period, no COVID, uh, anything like that, no games canceled. You know, if he can do that next year, then, okay, you're justifying that 75 million. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's about to hit. He's about to hit a crucial moment. I mean, twenty nineteen, they had the fourth four. class. Twenty twenty, they had six. This year, so far, they're eleventh again. Early signing period. I expect them to clean up late. They'll end up in the top ten again. But he's there to beat Nick Saban. He's there to beat yep. Alabama. And yep. I, now, I do think there's a plus there in that. You know, I don't know. I don't think. What you say? The games haven't been close. Games have no. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, when you go to the SEC, you're being signed to beat Nick Saban as a coach. That is your job. And, you know, people can be mad at Gus Malzahn. Maybe it was time to move on. Maybe it wasn't. Gus Malzahn he could beat, beat Nick Saban multiple times. He beat him. <laughs> coach O only beat him last year because they had this they just had a magical historical team. Everything just went Everything just went right. Yeah. We I mean, see yeah. Coach O, LSU is – we always have an outlier season. Right. And I use this with like, uh, I use this with quarterbacks. Take their best season, take away their best season, take away their worst season. And what they've done averaged out between those two, that's who they are. Mm. So same with Coach O. You're not, he's not winning another, I don't want to say that, but 
<laughs> he's definitely not having a season like last year. Yeah, but I don't see, I don't see that. He's he, he's a good coach. Any coach who wins a national title can't be a bad a good coach. coach. But he reminds me as a better Gene Chizik. Yeah, you know he won a national title. Bad coaches don't win national titles. You also had Houdini at quarterback, and yeah. so so yeah. that makes a difference because your defense was not exceptional. Um, nope. It got the job done and it, it bent a lot and seldom <laughs> broke, but it broke sometimes. So, you know, and, and granted, you know, you can say like, that's part of coaching, right? He got Joe Burrow to come there, you know, hire the right people and Joe, Bur- that yeah, is yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. part of coaching. So, so that's, that's Ed Orgeron. yeah, but I don't see it. I don't, I couldn't see Ed Orgeron turning out some dynastic performance, like a, like a Saban or even Dabble as much as I hate him. Um, they, they win games. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I, I'm looking forward to watching Texas A&M, uh, next year. They go at Alabama again next year. I have to take a look at that. Yeah. I just, you got, um, is Matt Jones a senior? Matt Jones ain't coming back. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't (laughs) even matter. They have Bryce Young and then they just, you know, Bryce Young looks like, you haven't seen him. I haven't seen him for like a full game, obviously. But um, the kid, the backup from Clemson, like they 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 play similar. Yeah, I think bright. I think both of them were like, you know, right behind each other in the rankings. So I think Bryce Young originally committed to USC, but decided to go to Bama. We're gonna see. I'm excited about. You know, I'm not gonna knock a brother, but. <laughs> I, I always expected Kellen Mond to take another step. He just has not taken for whatever reason. Just been solid. He's been solid. And but you're you, not, you're not winning championships with just solid QB play. <laughs> you're not being Alabama with just it. solid. And and that's the thing. Like nobody get this is why Nick Saban is the GOAT. He recognized what he was doing at quarterback was no longer gonna be tenable to win national titles. Like Blake Sims. And AJ McCain. <laughs> well, Blake Sims was the start of it. Actually, Blake he Sims, could throw that thing a little bit. He was the start of it because he they had Kiffin. Hmm. Hey, Saban should thank Kiffin. Well, Kiffin should thank Saban for reviving his career. Yeah. But Saban needs to thank Kiffin because Kiffin expanded that offense, man. Yeah. Then you bring in Sark to, to coach under Kiffin, technically. Now you have two offensive gurus and they're just hey sark is back now you see where it went man hey sark got the juice now man he was off in atlanta juice, absolutely off with the pro level but he got the juice. <laughs> he, he gonna be another head he, he'll be a head coach soon yeah yeah okay he got, got his alcohol issues under control and i'm not joking about that glad glad he you know got yeah, uh, yeah. got that stuff fixed um yeah but now nick gonna have two straight i think mac jones going in the first round so I do too. He's gonna have two I think, guys. I think six are going in the first round. Bro, it's gonna be quarterback ridiculousness. Because teams teams have to reach. They gotta reach. It, it it's it's gonna be six. Bro, they going. I could see somebody talking themselves into Jamie Newman or Brock Purdy late in the first round or early second. That's how much. That's how much these teams are starved for quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, anyway, speaking of quarterbacks, speaking of the NFL, a lot of these teams don't have quarterbacks. And they're really, really bad. Um, two teams that do have quarterbacks. Game of the week, without question. Chiefs Saints um, down in NOLA. Uh, the line is Chiefs minus three. 
uh, I don't know what Vegas sees in New Orleans with this line, but but maybe maybe you got some insight. I don't have. <laughs> well, Breeze, um, Breeze may or may not play, but I tweeted this earlier. If Breeze if Breeze doesn't play, I think Chiefs by double digits. If Breeze plays, I think Chiefs by double digits. <laughs> it's like, that simple. <laughs> it be it, just because, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback, because. Mm-hmm. What we've seen, and and I'm not a I'm not a Kansas City Chief fan, but last year, okay, Patrick Mahomes got injured. Uh, then you saw them not even struggle, but you know they went. To, I think they went 12 and four. They lost a couple games, but everything just looks easy. Beginning yeah. of the season, it just looks easy. This year, you know they've gone through some adversity. You know they they lost against. Um, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and I think week six or whatever week that was. Um, so they got that loss out the way and Vegas rattled Mahomes, which rarely anybody can do. Uh-huh. And you have these other tough games where, you know, Mahomes threw a couple picks, but they still come back and just start, you know, 30 unanswered points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get down. they've been down in a couple games and they nothing changes. No, that offense, the enemy, and um, Mahomes, and all of those guys on offense, they just keep doing what they do. The defense, they just keep doing what they do. They don't change anything. They just play better. They make adjustments, yeah. and they they just find a way to win. Yeah. So with Taysom Hill, I I see no way they play with a lead for one. No yeah. way, unless Mahomes goes out there throwing pick sixes. And, and I don't know if Latimer, <laughs> I don't know if Lattimore is playing this game, uh, but the secondary. This I, I like the Saints secondary. I like Lattimore. I like um, uh, uh, what's his name? Twenty two. Garner Johnson. What is that his name? Chauncey Garner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I love I love the way he plays just because he does a little bit of everything. I got I love Malcolm Jenkins, Janoris Jenkins. I love those guys. I love watching them play. But the, the key to them is their pass rush. Uh-huh. But if they don't get to the passer and Kansas City is that they all they do is screens. <laughs> so to, to alleviate that pass rush, you know Andy Reid and the enemy are gonna call those screens and uh-huh. you gotta slow those pass rushes down. Then you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You saw what Darren Waller did to um, uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins earlier this year. Oh, oh. It's going to be the same with Travis Kelsey. You just can't guard the guy. You can't guard the guy one-on-one. So I I just don't see why it's minus three Chiefs. Um, I'm not going to say anything double digits as a line in the NFL. That's That's ridiculous. (laughs) But I do think they win by double digits. Just like the Ravens are favored by the Jags by 13. The Rams are favored by seven. I was just about to bring that up. That is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> 17 and That's a half. <laughs> like, but yeah, anything in double digits is disrespectful. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, at least by 10 points, man, I just don't see it. And I mean, they're in New Orleans, but it doesn't even matter. I, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I like Chiefs by at least 10 points. Um, if you take New Orleans to cover there, I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. Um, yeah, I don't see it being close. New Orleans is just that much better. I mean, sorry, Kansas City is that much better than New Orleans. I think Kansas City is that much better than every team in the NFC. 
including Green Bay and, you know, even maybe the Rams can keep up. Who knows? But, um, yeah. I think I, it's, it's like one or two teams I think can actually beat the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Like, They're all like in the AFC literally. for me. Maybe, maybe. I'm talking about in the NFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe three. Who are they? Um, Buffalo. Yes. <laughs> Buffalo, just because – you know, that back end, they can play press man. They can get to the passer. They got a big guy quarterback. When it breaks down, he can get out of the pocket mm-hmm. and he can make plays. Mm-hmm. And they got a number one receiver. Um, I think if Baltimore hits their stride just because they can run the game, run the ball, if they can get a lead on Kansas City, they can beat them. Obviously, the problem has been if they can get a lead. I think Tennessee has a shot. Hmm. Just because the same way with Baltimore, if you can get a lead, nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry in the snow, man. Nah, bro. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to tackle. Nobody at all wants to tackle that guy. Yeah, man. Um, but that's that. That might be it, man. I don't think Green. I don't think Green Bay can keep up with them just because defense. They're not gonna be able to cover anybody. New yeah. Orleans can't. The Rams maybe. Um, because they have Aaron Donald, but. You know, I like their secondary, the Rams, maybe. So you might be, I'm looking at three and a half teams. Three and a half. That's a that's a good, that's a good number. Um <laughs> looking at that's, three and a half teams. That's that's the Kansas City versus that three and a half field. That's yep. that's where it's at. Um, I know you mentioned double digit line. Jets, Rams, look, man, 17 and a half for the Rams. <laughs> that that's utterly ridiculous. Not just because it's the you know, it's disrespectful. I, I would if I was still a better, I would take the Jets to cover in a heartbeat with a lot of money. Sam Darnold is playing. Those guys are pros. Teams don't tank. Fans tank. tank man. These guys have no desire to be over well, 16. Players. players don't. Players don't tank. Players don't tank. Front offices now, don't. Front offices, they may or may not, you know, yeah. hold you out of a game. Yeah. Hey, are you injured? Take a couple weeks off. They might do that. Yeah. But players, oh, that's their livelihood. They're playing right. ball. Right. The best of their ability. They're trying to play ball. <laughs> Especially on an all thirteen team, like you're, it's gonna be wholesale you changes. Be that team to go defeated. You don't want to be, yeah. You don't want to go on sixteen, and then a lot of those guys aren't coming back by way of you having such a bad year. It's, the house is gonna be clean. You got to put yep. stuff on tape so you can not keep too, feeding man. your family. These guys are not take. They're not losing by seventeen points. Take, I don't care what sport it is. Basketball no. is the same. Front offices tank. Players don't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of times where the GM or the president come down and say, "Yeah, we're gonna hold out." Uh, we're gonna hold out uh, Sam Darnold here, <laughs> but yeah, coach yeah, is not yeah. gonna do that. Players not gonna do that. Seventeen and a half is disrespectful. I don't even like the Jets, but that's ridiculous. Uh, but that being said, the Rams do win. I don't think they win by seventeen points though. Yeah, another big one. Titans by eleven. I mean, come on. Over the Lions. Where are these lines coming from? Titans by eleven. Um... Yeah, I already mentioned Ravens over Jags by 13. Honest. Okay, now that <laughs> I might think be that's going to happen. <laughs> that might be appropriate. That might be appropriate. But that's because Jacksonville is clearly tanking. That, yeah, yeah. Minshew is back, but it's just like you, you don't have the dogs. They don't want to win. You don't have the dogs. Indy by seven and a half against the Texans. That's a division I think, game. I think that's a big number for a division game. I, I don't like that one. Like, I'm. I would take that. Hopefully the Texans pull the win out in It'd general. It would be nice. 
Come on, Deshaun. <laughs> um, we got two Saturday games, which I think will be nice. Bills Broncos at four thirty. I I I don't. I like Buffalo. Buffalo is a legitimate Super Bowl contender, but this is a trap game. It's a trap game, you think? Potentially. Short week off the high on Sunday night. You go into the thin air. It's gonna yeah. be cold. Well, it doesn't matter to Buffalo. But now, if if it were normal times and there were fans in the stands, I would definitely pick Denver for this game. I I I, I think you're not gonna blow out the Bills. So they're going to be in a position late in the second half of the fourth quarter to make a comeback. I think they will need to make mm-hmm. a comeback. It'll be up to Josh Allen to make plays. I think he will. But when they go into the fourth quarter down or, you know, anything along those lines, don't be surprised. This is this is a game I think that will really separate and show, are we a second AFC divisional, AFC championship type team? Or can we really have some visions of winning this thing? This is the kind of game they need to win to prove that they're in that next tier. And we'll see. Yeah. I don't like them being favored by six, though. I, w- I would take Denver to cover in a heartbeat. Not, yeah, not on the road. Not on the road. I don't like that either. Uh, the other one, you got Packers and Panthers. Packers favored by eight and a half. Um, C-Mac isn't playing, man. Bridgewater is, you know, check down King. <laughs> they just... Nobody to I think Matt down. Ro- I think... <laughs> I think Matt Rule is going to have those guys, you know, he's a pretty good coach. He he reminds me, Matt Rule in Carolina, what they're doing reminds me of um, Joe Judge in New York. Mm -hmm. They're they're both building their team on toughness. All right, they got these, Daniel Jones isn't a solid QB. I was about to say solid QB, but (laughs) he's awful, man. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones is awful. Like, there's there's no way around it. He's just awful. But they're both tough football teams, and they play hard. You rarely want to see any blowouts. They just haven't been able to win games, you know, consistently. Um, but, yeah, they're kind of built the same way. But I think um, – I, I don't know. You'll take that eight and a half? I'm not picking Carolina to cover. I think it might be a nine-point <laughs> game. Yeah, I mean – and. He he'll have his team ready. He always has his team ready. They'll come out. They might keep don't it have close. The dogs. No, no. He's don't have the dogs. No. Maybe like a twenty-nine to twenty type game, where they score late, like yeah, yeah, yeah. with fifty-two seconds left in the fourth quarter, to make it seem like the game was close. But really, it was twenty-nine thirteen. Hey, it don't matter, man. We get a Thursday <laughs> game, two Saturday games, and a lot of Sunday games. Love it. So I'm here for it. And a Monday night football game where. Pittsburgh is favored by 13 points. And I don't even think that's appropriate just because of how they've been playing and it's a division game. Not playing well. I don't even. Yeah. So we'll see. I hope yeah. Pittsburgh just falls off the map, but we'll see. <laughs> it's possible. Um, if, they, if they lose this one, you're not going to. I'm going to be insufferable on Twitter. Like, oh, yeah. I don't care what they do the rest of the season. If they lose this game. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to hear the end of me. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, last preview here. We got Eagles Cardinals Sunday at 405. Jalen Hurts, uh, Kyler Murray, and I always love a brother's battle at quarterback. Um, I love it. The Eagles are obviously still in playoff contention because the NFC East is so bad. The Cardinals right now are the last <laughs> team, I think, in the NFC wildcard picture. I like the Cardinals to make the playoffs. Um, this is one of those games. It, it, it's in Arizona. Fans are going to be there. 
uh, Cardinals favored by six. I think that line is a little too high. Um, I think this is one of those games to where Cliff and Kyler, you know, th- this, these are the types of games you win to take the next step. Um, and if they're looking to be a postseason team, which I thought they would be at the beginning of the year, this is, this is the kind of game they need to go ahead and get in the pocket and get done, especially because they got a short week coming up. After this, they play the, the Niners on next Saturday. Mm, and, then they they end, and then they end at the Rams. They could legitimately lose those last two games, but I do think yeah. eight and eight would be enough to get that seven seed. It's kind of a must win for them Sunday. I think it is because you have Minnesota right behind them. You have Chicago right behind them. I think, well, you have the entire NFC North right behind them. Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit <laughs> in a row. So I think Minnesota is more likely than any of those other teams. Mm-hmm. They have they end with Chicago, New Orleans, and Detroit. So I can see them going two and one or three and zero. Oh. oh yeah, because they can run the ball well, man. And I thought they were going to beat the Bucks last week, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so Arizona has to win this week because those next two weeks especially a 49ers team who is getting back healthy on defense. Mm-hmm. Now they still, they still have Mullins at quarterback, but <laughs> they're getting, they're getting back healthy on defense and they're giving teams fits. Robert Salah is coaching those boys up. So yeah, man, I think anybody, I don't, I wouldn't want to play the 49ers this late. <laughs> no. Nah. Cause first off, you're going to wake up really sore on Monday. <laughs> been the close. You're going to be in a close battle. So, yeah, man, I, I, I want I want to see I want to see Kyler in the postseason. Um, I want to see Jalen Hurts do well. So hope Kyler wins and Jalen Hurts plays well. <laughs> Same. I hope we get like a 35, 31 Cardinals type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't have another show before the playoff is set in stone. I think I know what what we think the top four will be. But what, what yeah. do you think the top four ends up being? Uh, so and and AM should be Tennessee. Um I think Iowa State is gonna beat Texas. I think um ah, let's say Alabama, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clem, Clemson. I think they put Ohio State in there still, man. I was trying to find a way where they wouldn't, but yeah, I don't think Northwestern is going to beat them. So, yeah, I think they put them in. I want to believe that Northwestern can win Saturday. Yeah, I cannot reasonably come to that conclusion. <laughs> I uh, can't. <laughs> um, and and I, I, you know, if Wisconsin were there, maybe even if I were there, I might pick them just because of the short season, Ohio State having not played as many games, to you know, just everything being disorganized and disjointed. But Northwestern just doesn't have enough talent. And I hate to say that. I think that's the wrong they don't have the athletes. Let's say that. They don't have the athletes just, to compete with Ohio State. They don't State. have <laughs> no, they, they don't. They just don't. Yeah. I mean <laughs> they don't but, have a Justin Fields. They don't have a Justin Fields. Just say that. They don't have a Justin Fields. And and the reason why I said like a Wisconsin or Iowa, both those teams at least have some dogs in the trenches, especially along the offensive line that can help neutralize some things. They don't have the same 
athletes either. But that, that was, you know, the Michigan State sort of blueprint when they were good the past few years under Mark uh-huh. D'Antonio. Um, so Wisconsin and Iowa sort of have that. They can they can equalize. They can block you. They can get to the quarterback. If you make enough mistakes, we can keep this thing close, pull it out of the end. Northwestern just doesn't have that. And so, unfortunately, I do think Clemson wins. I think they beat Notre Dame. That's going to be another close. Um, I don't know about classic because that first game was crazy. But I think we get Alabama. They say they don't care. So I'm going Clemson, Notre Dame, 2-3. They'll play again in the semifinal. It'll be Ohio State at four. Then Alabama will beat Ohio State like 52 to you know 31 um, in the semifinal. It's just chalk. I'm, like, I'm not excited about either of those matchups. I'm, I'm not, Maybe man. Clemson, Notre I'm, Dame, but I'm about to see it. I'm going to have to see it for the third time. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if, if that's the top four, I don't want it shuffled any other way. Yeah. I don't want – it's like I, I want to see. I want to see Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Alabama, Clemson. Not in the first round. Yeah, not in the first round. And I don't want to see Alabama, Notre Dame because I actually want Notre Dame to have a shot. Yeah, against somebody else. <laughs> they deserve it. They earned it. <laughs> yeah. This year. So it's like that's what I want to be the top four, and that's what I think really is going to happen. I keep going back and forth. I said Notre Dame yesterday. I'm still going back and forth. Yeah, against, like who's going to actually win that game? I think that that is truly a pick'em game, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Vegas has it that way, which is crazy. I think you could flip a coin as far as who wins that game. Now, I think Clemson is out if they lose, um, and I think they rightfully they have, they have to be. That's two losses. That's that's two losses. Um, Ohio, if Ohio State wins, then they're in, obviously. Have you seen this line? Against who? Ten and a half Clemson. That's what I, I, I told you. That's what I was saying. I saw it earlier, but I couldn't remember. I knew it was double digits. So they're thinking like redemption or whatever. Nah, bro. So <laughs> I, I don't see I don't see ten and a half. Nah. You, know, you, tell, you tell me they win by a touchdown? Cool. And Trevor but, Lawrence is not Jesus. I know he looks like Jesus at all the pictures <laughs> they put up at all these white churches, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't see that. Yeah. Um I want to see and I'm going to be rooting for Texas AM. I would like Alabama, Texas AM in the playoff semifinal. Just just for all the hype and conversations you yeah. get around that. Um and I think that's a like huge that. moneymaker. Real huge. You got Alabama and you got the state of Texas, man. Huge moneymaker. SEC versus SEC. You're going to have an all-SEC, ACC top four if you get that, I think. Yeah. I think Clemson loses. I'm going back. I'm going to root for them to lose because I want <laughs> I want Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, So who you Texas get in there then? Who's your four after, after conference finals week? Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Texas A&M. I personally wouldn't put Ohio State in there. Yeah. But, trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I think that. that's realistic. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I would oh. rather see that just because we haven't seen AM. No. All right. We haven't seen, um, I mean, we've seen, uh, no, we've seen Notre Dame and Ohio State, but I'll, that'd be, they'll be playing against each other. So we haven't seen that matchup. I want some new so, blood. Yeah. Now, yeah, man. you know what's interesting? BYU is fourth in the S&P rankings. Or they call them F-plus now, whatever. Um, Bill Connolly's. 
I think those rankings are pretty golden. I don't think yeah. BYU is as far down as the committee has them. I have BYU and Coastal Carolina in my top 10. I know there's not a shot of them getting in, but I did find that fairly interesting. You know where he has Texas A&M? Where? All the way down to 16. So we'll I, see. I, I, I've been saying like, I just haven't been overly oppre- uh, impressed, dog. <laughs> Did they lose to Tennessee? <clears throat> no. No shot. <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee is bad, man. Tennessee is bad. With, with Josh Dobbs back in, you know, a couple years ago, maybe yes. But they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. They don't play good defense. They don't have any outside th- – like, they just – they don't have enough. That's just bad. Now, if they, if, if they do find a way to win, we should really be, you know, trashing. Yeah, not fire Jimbo, but, like – he should hear it. Mm-hmm. He has to hear it because it's going to be a tough your chance to sneak in. Yeah, at least handle just your business. Yeah, whatever the committee does, that's on them. But yeah, you got to give he yourself a shot. You can't lose the tennis because even if Ohio State wins, there can be a very legitimate argument that Texas A&M should be yep. in. And like you said, the committee's going to do what they should do. But you don't get this close that often in this sport. You got to handle business and you need to handle business in a very fashionable way. They need to beat the brakes off Tennessee. That line is 20. They need to win by 20. Yes. Because there's a world. I mean, if Ohio state wins 38, 35 and Texas A&M goes into Tennessee in 41, 10 beats, then that's a conversation. You, conversation. I think that's a legitimate conversation. Your only loss is to the best team in the country. Only loss. Be- and you would have played almost double the games of the Double, team yep. you're, you're you're up if, against if, if that happens i would put a&m should be in there over yeah. ohio state if they that play, happens they, they would have played nine games to ohio state six yep and all sec games all sec games yeah you can't beat that so maybe not almost double but way more um should be a fun weekend kelly appreciate you we're gonna be back next week a lot of football next week too it's just great end of the year is always great for football I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, make sure you check us out online, www.relentless.love. If you like the show, um, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Share what you got on Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, be relentless. We'll see y'all soon. Or hear you soon.